Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of The Small Business Surgeon. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm here today with my friend from the internet, Erica Irvin. Erica, welcome. Thank you for coming. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> it is awesome to have you here. Now, Erica is a speaker, she's an author, she's a coach, and like I say, she's my friend from the internet. Uh, we've actually only met just a couple of times. She is here local to us, but uh, I am far more familiar with her Facebook presence as kind of a self-mastery guru over at uh, modernyinster.com. So before we get started, Erica, what on earth is a yinster? <laughs> You know, I kind of made the term up and I knew that it would be hard going into business with this term because it was so foreign to everybody. But have you heard the the term yin and yang? It's more of a Chinese mm -hmm. the, yeah, know, term, yeah. right? Yeah. So we have yang or yang, which is the active, the passive, or excuse me, the active, the fire, the going. And then we have the yin, which is the other side of things, which is more passive and nurturing. And what I found is that um, we go, go, go in today's right. modern society. And so that yin is kind of a missing link that we don't stop and do. And there's different ways that you can incorporate that yin into your lifestyle. Dude, that makes so, so much sense. There you go, modern yinster. The mm -hmm. name was born, thus the business was born as that well. Is, that is really cool because, yeah. uh, you know, I am definitely a yangster. Oh yeah, well I call I call us yang bangers, but we also need a little bit of modern yinster as well. <laughs> Dude, I like that. I like that. So now that's your uh, that's your business then. Yes. That's 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 what you do 100 percent of the time is uh, is training and coaching people to find mm -hmm. their relaxation. What on earth led you to discover the need for such a niche? Because, like I said, I'm a yang banger. I was running around, running around, and I was having mar minimal success in the business that I was in at that time. And um, I, I felt like one of those hamsters in the wheel, you know, mm -hmm. they're just going, 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 yeah. but they're yeah, not yeah, going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt like. And um, I was at the dinner, we were, we were getting ready for dinner and I was on my phone working my business and getting all the plates ready. My husband was cooking and the boys were talking to me, my kiddos. And my husband looks at me, he goes, Erica, you need to be in your office or here with us. You mm -hmm. can't be two places at one time. Dude, we all do that. It's so oh. bad. It's so bad. And it was, a, it was a punch in the gut. He was right. Mm -hmm. And then I just noticed little things that I was doing and that, that other people were doing, that my clients were doing. And I thought, oh my goodness. And then I was introduced to yin yoga um, and kind of a Chinese medicine base for yin. And it just brought it all together. And it just created everything in the past 10 years has culminated up to this modern yinster. That's awesome. Because I know one thing that I really struggle with is, you know, I go and grab my kids from school every day and then I, I keep them till early evening. One thing I really struggle with is that separation between, right, you're, you're throwing the ball now. That phone can beep all at once, but mm -hmm. you're throwing the ball, you're playing catch, you're pushing a go-kart, you're doing all that stuff. So there's a definite need for it amongst entrepreneurs. Uh, there we go. Turn the phone off. There you go. I don't know why I even have it here. It's all right. We're not going to edit that out. We're just going to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way I feel about it, I mean, there's a definite need amongst modern entrepreneurs. And in my very short tenure as somebody that's starting to become a business coach, the one thing I see is the propensity to just go round and round mm -hmm. and round on that hamster wheel 
always answering the phone. Everything's too busy. Everything is must be right now. Mm-hmm. And that, that might be because we're trying to deal with the wrong clients or it might be because we haven't kind of lined out who we want to work with and how right. we want to work with them. So if a business owner comes to you and they say, right, Erica, I need some help. I'm overwhelmed here. I'm ready to sign up on to your modern Insta lifestyle. What's the first thing you do as you sit down with that business owner and start to plug into them? What's the first thing you, you kind of go out to discover with them? I see where the muddy water is. As they're explaining to me what's going on in their life, their personal life, their professional life, I'm putting together pieces of where that muddy water is. And then I um, have kind of a step-by-step process actually that I use in my coaching mm-hmm. that I help them create more clear water. So they have a clear direction of where they want to go. So when you have that clear direction of where you want to go, then you know what to do and what the priority is to do You know your, your list to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, maybe you'll deviate a little bit, but you still have a very clear direction of where you want to go. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I've taken probably 25 consults in the last couple of weeks. And I would say 23 out of those 25 had that exact problem. Mm-hmm. Um, most people will start a business knowing that they want to have a business, but don't know where they want to go with it. And what that leads to is that cycle is I've paid mm-hmm. the rent, I've managed to buy groceries, I've made my car payment, I'm good, I can breathe, oh shit, rent is due again. And it leads to this just perpetuating cycle because they don't have a goal and they don't have a vision for where they want to go. So right. Is there a specific exercise or number of things you'll take somebody through to find kind of that goal? How do you how do you help entrepreneurs narrow down what they want to do because most guys I come into contact with they know they want to have a business but that's kind of the end of it they haven't figured out Mm -hmm. that what they want the end goal of that business to look like how do you help people through that well I think there's a couple of things I mean you can you can be in business to make money right you you're coming in business you want to make money but then you also have that soul part of the business mm-hmm. you want to follow yes. your passion and make money with your passion so I usually only work with the people that are looking to make money from their passion and um, I think one of the very first things that you have to do is um, decide how to how to incorporate both right but you have to okay you cannot be strong in your business you cannot have a clear vision in your business unless you have a clear vision of who you are amen most people these days do not slow down enough Mm -hmm. to really turn inward to know who they are so they can have the biggest impact outward absolutely um that is something i discovered at the beginning of this year um when i started on on my coaching journey of of being coached. Um, I've had many, many business coaches, but I've had only one um, business lifestyle coach Mm -hmm. that actually teaches you, um, you know, because a business coach can teach you marketing, they can teach you sales, they can teach you the ins and outs of the numbers, but they can't teach you how to manage it from a personal level. They can't teach you what's going on in your own brain. And the very first guy uh, I discovered this, I'll shout a plug out to him, uh, Ryan Stuman on his uh, podcast, Rewire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an episode, I believe it's uh, episode 268, and it goes into, it's, a, it's actually a, uh, it's about a five to 10 minute little meditation exercise where you reflect on all the things you wanted to achieve in life, and you dream up the most elite version of you possible. And then you take a step over to your right and you stand where that elite person mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And what I found with a lot of business owners is they don't have that idea of who they want to become. Uh, is that something you, you find as common? That 
Absolutely, absolutely. And then if you don't know who you want to become, then you don't really have a clear direction going back to that muddy water. Absolutely. And so I think that that meditation is amazing. <laughs> I always it's getting used to that think, visualization. I used to think it was just bullshit, just made no, up, hippie stuff. It's and real deal, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't quite bought into the crystals yet. <laughs> <laughs> step by step. <laughs> But no, seriously, having a, having a little bit of time to to meditate and envision that, and now whenever I do any kind of business planning, I make sure that all I've got is a blank sheet of paper and a bunch of quiet time mm -hmm. uh, to mm -hmm. do it in. And you know, I try every day. Some days I fail, but I try every day to have at least ten to fifteen minutes of quiet time, no phone, just a notepad, mm -hmm. and just gather my thoughts. And using that time has proven absolutely essential as an entrepreneur. Yeah, dude. And you know, another thing is I think a lot of people put meditation or visualization kind of up on this pedestal that it's a super uber duper spiritual kind of thing, mm -hmm. but it's really not. It's really just clearing your mind, being still with yourself, letting go of your to-do list and just being in that moment. And it comes exactly. back down to mindfulness and maybe just even focusing on one thing to help your brain relax. <laughs> The biggest thing I've found to focus on has been has been gratitude. Um, oh yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Where are you at with the uh, the whole happiness being a part of the journey and not part of the not the destination? I'm 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 hugely believer in that. I believe that it is part of the journey, and I love that you said gratitude because gratitude is the highest vibration. You know, we, we have these vibrations about us. You want to hang out with people that have a high vibe, right? That's got yeah. good attitude. Watch out, she's getting back onto crystals yes, again. Yes, <laughs> yes, and those amethyst men. Yeah, no. you do though. You, <laughs> but you, yeah. You want that, it's, I call it a frequency, not a vibe, but like yeah, a frequency. A, yes, we all operate exactly. on, on different frequencies. And when you find somebody that is a, a solid frequency match, you just want to hang out with them more and more. Absolutely, and that goes with the same thing as like, you're only as successful or as happy as the five people that you surround yourself with mm -hmm. the most. It's, that's the same thing. Why do you think I do this podcast? Yeah, meet great people. <laughs> Find me like some successful people to hang out with. I mean, that's what it's done. That's what it does. It's that's open great. doors. I mean, ever since I started that um, the the local small business group, the one yeah. you and I met great through, group. it's uh, BCS Business Owners and Entrepreneurs. There's a group plug for anybody that's listening. Ever since I started that, I've managed to very very quickly surround myself with people who I perceived as much more successful than me, just from their online. Um, uh, profiles, mm -hmm. but who are actually very, very, very similar to me. They've been through a lot of the same things. Sure. Um, they, they walk the same path. So for me, not necessarily getting rid of my old friend group, because I still love them very much. They're all still friends. Of course. But recognizing that there was a new friend group and that there was uh, a, a group of people that were on the same mission as me has really helped. So if you're struggling as an entrepreneur, my, my best advice to you is, is join something like a local business group or maybe a million cups program. Maybe there's one of those in your city or something like that. And start surrounding yourself with people that have like a similar journey, like Miss Erica that I've managed to meet and is now, is, she doesn't know it yet, but we're gonna be friends. That's right. I thought we already were friends. <laughs> Only on Facebook. Only on well, Facebook. Well, that constitutes friends these days, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that also I kind of want to start to veer into to discipline because um, I think that that's a huge one these days. You know, you're telling people, hey, come to our group, come to our group. Well, you got to have the discipline to write this down, you guys. And then literally after you listen to this, go to the group mm -hmm. and then be consistent with checking into the group. And this is just one example that's, of that's just one. Yeah. Discipline, Boy, we can, right? we can go on discipline. We can go on discipline the rest of the show for all I care. Yeah. 
I'm a huge fan. But of I mean, it's it's something that I think that a lot of people are lacking, and I know I was lacking for many many years just to at-home circumstances, not feeling well, having hormonal issues, having young kids. That's what I mean by at-home circumstances. Mm. And and so I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't consistent in my business reflected it. Right. And I, then I started seeing the same thing in my 10-year-old. And then that was kind of like, uh-oh, he wasn't he wasn't disciplined with what he was doing. So and, his business suffered as well? Then, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but like with this baseball and, and his schoolwork and... And so then I thought, man, I need to step it up. I'm the example here. Absolutely. Well, what, what tends to happen is, you know, they say it's 30 days to form a habit. I don't know who they is, by the way, but thank you to them. It's actually closer to about three months. That's changed um, recently. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes a little bit longer to form that habit. And, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit heavier than I'd like to be. I'd like to get into that habit of going to the gym every day, and I have to really struggle with that. But I know if I go to the gym every single day consistently with discipline, I'll get where I want to go physically. Um, and it's the same in, in, in business. It's, it's starting out and doing something over and over and over right. until it finally catches. And like with social media, um, everybody looks at me like, oh, my God, how do you do it? And three and a half years ago, when I look back to my first videos I put out, they're terrible. And two people would see them. And now, you know, we get, it's, it's not amazing, but we'll get 1,000 or 1,500 views a day mm -hmm. on the Facebook Lives that we do. And Because uh, what I started doing in, in, in the real estate arena was putting out a live video every day mm -hmm. of us walking around a house and talking about real estate. And when I first started it, it was one a week. It was two a week. I might go two weeks and not do one. And it wasn't until I started doing it consistently that it started to have any impact. And then now I do them every single day that it's not raining because <laughs> I don't like getting wet. And, you know, I am known in the marketplace as the video guy that does real estate. And that's, that's what great. I'm known as. Uh, but people say, oh, I could never do that. I, and, and why? It's one video, one day at a time. And the fact that it's just consistent repetition of what I want to achieve. Right. And, you know, really the, the, the key um, to any kind of success that I've found is focus and discipline and a goal and just time. Mm -hmm. And it's if you do the same thing for, for, for 10 hours, you're not going to get anywhere near the results as if you do it for 100 hours. But by the time you've done it for a thousand hours, mm -hmm. you're going to be close to the level of mastery. And a lot of people quit before then. Right, right. And and it's it's almost kind of like treating like treat. It's part of your business. It is part of um, a, a income, you know, earning activity within your business. And so without a doubt, you have to treat it as part of your business. And whether you want to do it or not, you have to do it. So um, I, I I'm totally feel where you're going with that i if i i have to and again through the coaching that i've discovered i have to live by a calendar if mm -hmm. i do not tell my time what to do it just gets used up doing quote unquote miscellaneous right. things which often you know i have to post on social media i'm on social media a couple of times a day making posts um but if i don't watch my time I'm on social media scrolling, scrolling. Mm -hmm. looking at stuff. And I do I, I do time block um, 10 to 15 minutes a day uh, in two different sections to scroll because mm -hmm. I need to make comments right. on posts. I need you to interact to with people. I need, I need to go engage in the group mm -hmm. uh, that I've built. But anything further than that, if that time is not allotted for it, then I can't do it. Right. And, um, you know, my time is allotted pretty much 
most all day up until about 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. And then after 9 o'clock, I can mess about for a bit till bed. Mm-hmm. But th- but that's it. And living on a calendar has just drastically improved my discipline mm-hmm. and helped with my focus. And, Absolutely. you know, what I find is, is most business owners treat it like, especially at the low end, especially on the small business side, they treat it like a hobby mm-hmm. or they treat it like a job. I agree. And not like, all right, I see business now as a bank. It's a time bank. It's I'm going to put in time here and it's going to pay me out here. And that's how I see it. I, I view every 15 minutes of my day, something has to be happening that's going to get my business towards the goals that I set for it. Right, right. So, so you know, I, I really like that. In fact, I'm going to do a little shameless plug in here. Because get it. No, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. That's, that's I, why we do this. That's part of um, one of the Modern Yinsters um, products and services is um, the, called the Pivot Program. Okay. And the Pivot Program um, is a system that we've created to create small, tiny habits. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, but part of that is um, a planner and it's called the Pivot Planner. And we recently uh, released the second edition on Amazon. And so some people will buy the planner, just use it themselves, follow the instructions. Other people will join in the workshops that we actually have one coming up, but they'll join in the workshops. They'll take advantage of that and the coaching and set the planner up right and set themselves up right for success for the next three months because it's a 90-day planner. You said it earlier. They're now saying it takes three yes. months. And yeah. that's because you have to create time for retraction of not doing the goals, giving yourself grace, and then getting back into that habit. And so um, that's the whole planner is devised around creating that type of discipline, if you will, so that you can live a more yin lifestyle. You can live in more harmony in all roles of your life, and you're not running on that hamster wheel in mm-hmm. your head constantly thinking what should I do what do I need to do am I doing the right thing <laughs> right you've got it cleared out the process made it clear for you and now you've got the planner to help you sustain that right the problem that a lot of people run into when they're doing that though is the fact that to be disciplined and to be successful it forces you outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. um, so <clears throat> uh, a, a friend of mine says that uh, the things you want are, are, are right past the edge of your comfort zone, right? And and he's not wrong. But the problem with comfort zones, uh, Erica, is that they're fucking comfortable. I like being in a comfort zone. So what advice have you got for somebody like me that understands I've got to be disciplined, understands I've got to be focused, but really enjoys being comfortable? And yeah. uh, after, after day seven, I'm looking down going, well, maybe I don't want to go running this morning because it's raining. Is there a way to get around that? Is, is there a little, how do you beat the little voice in your head that says, you know what, it's warm in here, I'm oh, comfortable. that little internal dictator mm-hmm. sometimes. As uh, the, uh, <coughs> Andy Frisella calls it the uh, the bitch voice. <laughs> There's a boss voice and a bitch, a bitch voice. voice. How, how do you, as a modern yinster, how do you beat that little bitch voice? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I realize it's a yin calling and I need to just chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. But other times it's, um, it, it's also looking to see if that behavior that is, you know, that voice that's telling you I don't want to do it, seeing, making sure that behavioral behavior, you have the motivation to do it, but you also have the accessibility, the ability to do it, and you've got a prompt. What's mm-hmm. going to prompt you to do it as yeah. well? Uh, so uh, sometimes you just take it what it is. Just be chill. Don't do it. But then again, you know, make sure that if it's happening on a consistent basis, Make sure that maybe that behavior um, is is fitting within that model that I just gave: motivation, um, accessibility, and prompt. 
I like that. I like that a lot. So we, we're starting to help the small business owner now not only relax, but also stay disciplined, right? Right. So how long is this coaching program that you work with these guys for? Is this like a 90-day a process, just the length of the planner, or is this like, is this like a, a continuing yes. education process for you this guys? This is continuing education. Um, most people do sign up for the year. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a year coaching program. Um, and um, but we do have some people that will do three months at a time. Okay. Um, but the planner is a three-month planner, and when they people sign up for the year, then I give all of our members four planners. Okay, that's that makes part sense. of it. So now we're going to get back to Modern Yinster. It's modernyinster.com, right? Correct. Yes. And that's spelled like it sounds. And we're going to uh, maybe get back to the pivot program and plug that planner a couple more times. But I want to dig now a little bit into your business history. What kept you busy and what business were you in that made you so busy you couldn't look at your kids while that you while your husband was making dinner? What line of work were you in that led you to uh, Modern Yinster? And let's talk a little bit about what went right and uh, what went wrong in that field. Um, it was the fitness industry. Oh, okay. I started out as a personal trainer. I, I can I can see that. Okay. And um, and so I had my own studio, and I was running the business and creating programs for clients and having six to seven clients a day. Okay. Uh, so that one kept, on one. That definitely kept you busy. It kept me busy, but it also um, what I found was really hard. And I also had a multi level marketing business that I blended in with mm-hmm. that. So then I had all those clients. So was that like uh, advocate supplement kind it, of it's thing? It's called Beachbody. Be- okay, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I'm familiar with that. I still love the products, but um, obviously I don't... don't have one, but <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> well, I know somebody that can help you. <laughs> My, my body's uh, built for comfort, all right? There you go. Mine's, mine's built for laying on the couch and, you know, and being comfortable it, with it. It's funny. I wanted to tell you, going back to that comfort thing, and we'll come back to this, uh-huh. but I call it playing your edge. It's almost as if you have to, like you're on a cliff and your toes are hanging over the cliff and you're looking and you're seeing what's over that cliff and you're just playing the edge, playing mm-hmm. the edge. Do you want to go? Yeah. Do you not want to go? What happens if you go? What happens if you don't go? <laughs> well, I, I want to go. I obviously want to go to the gym and uh, hire a trainer and do all that good stuff and you know essentially look good naked. Um, but it always remind me of a gentleman I used to work with, and his name was uh, his name was Eric, funnily enough. And he was quite he was quite fat, and he'd always pat his belly, and he said, "I was built for comfort, lad, not for speed." <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I, that always kind of sticks in my head. He was he was quite happy with himself. <laughs> I think a fat bastard when he. <laughs> So, well, going back to the, yes. you know, that I was doing the personal training business. I was playing every single role in that business as a solopreneur. And then um, the the beach body business that I was doing with that. And then um, that's when it hit me. And even one day I asked my son, I said, babe, can you, can you tell when I'm not listening to you? And he said, yes. I said, how does that make you feel? He's like, like you don't care. Oof. I was like, oh my God. God, I got to watch out for that with my kids. Oh. I know. You got it. I mean, I, it makes you, hey, this is, figure out how to make that transitional time, transitional time so that you can really leave the work behind. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, um, but so then the history goes, I, I got into yoga and I became an um, expert yoga teacher. And then I found my calling, my love for yin yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been into personal development and Buddhism and all kinds of religions. And I've just blended everything that I've learned. Um, and also the fact that I used to be extremely disciplined, mm-hmm. lost that discipline. Now well, I've recently had to relearn that discipline. You would have to be disciplined. I mean, as a personal trainer, I can imagine you are on a schedule, set oh, yeah. time, set time, set time. So what do you think? I mean, 
obviously the, the the busyness and the lack of focus on your family was definitely uh, detrimental but what do you think the biggest mistake that you took away from personal training and wrapped up into modern Insta? what do you think the biggest lesson was from that personal training I think it was I was loving what I was doing but I knew I wasn't going to love it forever and I Ooh. didn't know where I was going to go after that oh that's a good one so then I went off and tried a bunch of different things like, you know, not tried. I did. I, I led a team of 15 yoga instructors and I taught yoga teacher trainings. And, and so, and then it, I found different things and, and it all just kind of went down this path of, I knew that I wasn't going to be where I was forever, but I didn't really know what the next step was, which leads me to one thing that I am truly passionate about. And that is the flow. Now the flow of life, it doesn't mean lose all discipline in life. Okay. But it also means to look out for that resistance to where maybe you shouldn't be going down that path or maybe you should step back and be still with yourself and turn inward before you open the door to the next chapter. I like that. I like that a lot because, uh, you know, so much of modern life is jumping from one thing to the next thing right. to the next thing You're to the so next right. thing. And one of the things that I learned over the last year with the personal development coaching uh, that I've gone through now it's, it's personal development related specifically to business owners okay. um, but that stuff that I've gone through is really figuring out where you are and what you want to do who you are and what you want to become mm -hmm. before you take action to do it and that is what leads to completing one level of life and stepping up to the next level of life and completing that level and most people don't complete that level of life because they don't know where the door is well Here's my take on that. Sometimes you have to take action in order to realize that that's not the direction you want to go. <laughs> that's true as well. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll get to episode 20 of this podcast and not like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yes, I can absolutely see that. I mean, my, uh, and I, man, I want to make the show about you, but I got a relevant story. Do it, man. <laughs> so my my whole world um, in November was planned. I knew what 2021 was going to look like. Um, obviously, we've got two public-facing companies. We've got Living College Station, the real estate company, and then we've got Texas Media Foundry uh, that's producing this podcast for us. They're a media company. Well, I've got, also got two non-public-facing companies um, that have to do with... Uh, i got a, a supplement line and i got a CBD line that are both mid-launch right now. And oh, they right will, on. They'll go live this year. Um and I talk about it in some other podcasts, but I, I retired from selling supplements on the internet. Um, and then I lost that business due to some, some catastrophic failure on my part. And uh, so now I have another couple supplement companies running in the background. Um, but I knew what my 2021 looked like. Mm -hmm. I had a solid plan. And then first week of December, when I built this business owners group, which now is, is just about across 500 members. Mm -hmm. And then I started to see the need for um, some guidance and for sharing life lessons amongst business owners. Now, all of a sudden, you know, real estate business is, uh, is getting pushed off and it's getting scheduled later and later in the day. Uh, the media business is getting scheduled later and later in the day. And now I'm having business owners line up to come and talk about their business and pull it apart. And that wasn't part of my plan. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't part of my business plan. So I'm giving it a try. Maybe I'll like it, but it's not in the overall plan. It's not in. Yeah. The, it's not in the budget. It's not in anything. Well, you know, you're right now. We have an amazing opportunity to really hear our market. 
you can always hear what your market is saying if you listen. Mm-hmm. But now the market's screaming at is what they want. Oh my God, yes. And as a business owner, it's important that you listen to that. So you're just making some pivots, mm-hmm. right? Um, and maybe you don't know what door you're going to go through right now, and that's okay, but you're going to keep listening. Right, and, and that's what's done it. It's from hearing what people are saying as we're sitting down talking about their businesses mm-hmm. and the questions they're asking. I'm like, wow, there is a definite need for this. I've built two seven-figure businesses. I, I sold the first. It, it, it was seven figures in revenue easily. It just wasn't probably running about 7% profit margin, which just wasn't really enough to, mm-hmm. to, to keep putting the hours in. And then the, the second one, I, I crashed due into you know, too much alcohol. Um, but I've done it twice, and I'm, I'm on the verge of doing it again mm-hmm. with both Living College Station and Media Foundry. And why not share the lessons and share the experiences and share what I've learned and help people to avoid the mistakes that I made? You know, I mean, I can help people with sobriety. I can help people mm-hmm. with marketing. Mm-hmm. I can help people with lining their stuff out. So the marketplace is telling me, hey, maybe you don't need to be doing all this real estate stuff. But man, I love real estate. Yeah. It's, the real estate's very much a passion. Um, it's something I've done for a very long time. So <laughs> I'm going to have well, a hard time kind of getting know, away from that. I know it is. I know how much you love real estate. Um, but you also have to trust the process. Oh, I see it. I trust, see it yes, happening. I see it happening. Trust yourself that you're going to continue to listen and make the right decisions mm-hmm. you need to make for yourself. And that's not going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. So it's kind of thrilling, right? You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe a little bit scary. Definitely scary. <laughs> definitely scary. And then, you know, but I look at the, uh, I look, I look at the, the um, projects that we're putting together for clients now. And we've written more in bids in the last three weeks than we wrote in all of last year. And that's all coming from reaching out and helping and right. being referred work from being somebody that's seen as a connector, um, yes. somebody that's seen as very helpful within the community. So, I mean, maybe I just keep going and we we, we just see where it ends yeah. up. Well, you're not just seen, Sam. I mean, you are. It's it's very obvious that you love to connect people. You love to help people, and that I mean, in any industry that you're in, in any not even business, that just attracts. I, I appears so. I mean, I attracted you, and you are incredibly great. I love the fact. Oh, no, I, I, I really do. You're a speaker, and you're an author, and you're a coach. So let's go back to uh, Authing. Authing. That's a word. You can I look don't it, like you that. You can look it up. Authing. Authing. <laughs> and you have to say it in that accent. Authing. <laughs> no, let's take a look at that. Tell us a little bit about your, your book projects, because author is something that is going to be on my resume before the end of 2022. That is a 24-month goal of mine, is to have my first book written and published before the end of 2022. So tell us a little bit about the journey into well, uh, authoring. that authoring is really interesting because I didn't even realize I was an author until um, I had an interview with the Dallas Professional Women. And I said, well, I wrote this planner, you know, that's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I'm a blogger, and they're like, so author, we put author down? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you but find, I am writing a book, too. <laughs> how do you find time to blog? Because everybody says, and I've seen it in, uh, I mean, it's part of my coaching program uh, that, that I'm in. Eventually, you are you know, required to make blog posts and regular posts and keep up with that. Where, number one, where the hell do you find time to blog? Because I know it's eventually essential for a small business owner to have a blog. So guys that are listening, where do you find time to to blog? And how on earth do you come up with relevant topics to blog about? Because, you know, do I do a real estate blog? Well, you know, there's only so much you can say about buying and selling houses. Or do I do a small business owner's blog, which is looking more likely? 
Um, some of the big bloggers I know have actually guest writers uh, mm-hmm. that will come and write uh, a page on their blog every now and again. But blogging for me has been the last piece and the very much missing piece of the puzzle. And by the time I get done with my work day and make sure I've done my Facebook posts and my Facebook group posts and my LinkedIn posts and my Instagram posts, and man, fuck a blog. I'm tired. Okay. How do you do that? I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I'm not a big fan of blogging. I, I blogged, I didn't like it. I had a podcast, eh, that was fun, but I just, I wasn't, I, I don't know, I just wasn't into it. <laughs> like I just wasn't into you it. Come and be into, you come and be into my podcast. <laughs> Again, the discipline <laughs> that I was lacking. But, but, but what I do with my blogging, like. but what I do with my blogging is I repurpose my posts. Like if I have a post that got some good traction, I'll turn uh, it into a blog and add detail. I'll do also the opposite. I'll take my blog and I'll break it up and I'll use it as posts. I like that. So I'm not recreating content. In fact, I have a blog due tomorrow for the Dallas Professional Women, and I have decided to just simply write a story about how I am feeling about discipline these days and how it has um, gone up and down in my life. So I'm taking my relevant stories and just writing about them. But as far as finding the time, I don't do it often, so maybe I'm not the right person to ask you that or to ask that. (laughs) But if, um, if I had to tell a client, you know, how to find the time, I would say to absolutely plan it out and just put it on your list. Like it's a doctor's appointment. I have to do it once a month, every month, every other month, or, you know, the second Monday of every month. All right. You, you heard it, it here first. Erica challenged Sam to blog second Monday of every month. I'm going right. to put that on my calendar. Sam Let's will blog. I'm going to do it too. Then. Um, I'm scared of that. Uh, I have not ever written a consistent blog. But there you heard it now. There will be a small business surgeon blog. And now because I've said it on the record, I have to go do it. That's right. Now you're holding yourself accountable. That's We're discipline hold and commitment, right? Too. Sam That's will right. blog. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, we should ask the group if they want to do this with us. Yeah, if you're going to blog, post up. Let's uh, let's let's do that in the group. Um, and that group is uh, uh, BCS business owners and entrepreneurs. Also, uh, if you follow the Small Business Surgeon on Facebook, you can join our group on Facebook specifically for this podcast. It's uh, we call it the clinic. It's, I love that. I mean, the whole point of it, you know, Small Business Surgeon, is, is to kind of dissect your business experience and what you've done in the past and even highlight where you failed mm-hmm. uh, and then give that knowledge freely to the guys that are listening. That's the whole concept of being the, the surgeon. Uh, you know, great. cut it open, have a rummage around, right. you know, remove the appendix, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. But that's, that's why I like working on... Uh, on business, uh, business history and talking to people that have actually made it through adversity because coming into this, as I sit and talk to business owners and start to counsel them and start to ask how I can help, we've all got the same problems. Mm-hmm. We've all been through the, the same damn issues. And surely you hear that on the other side. What's, what's one of the most common issues that you come across in the, uh, in the training that you do? It, I mean, it, it's the habits, it's the discipline. That's why this has all come to a head because of everything I've done in the past 10 years. Because when it came to fitness, I realized that it, it, wasn't, it wasn't about the fitness. It was about what's in the head. Yes. <laughs> it was about yes. creating and, you know, and keeping it small. So I always tell people to keep it super, super small. Make the tiny, tiny habit changes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, the, the common thing that I see is really not having the clarity of where they want to go. And if you don't have the clarity of where you want to go, you can't swim in clear waters to get there. That's true. And then if you don't, um, you know, have the discipline. But a lot of times you have to look back and think, 
Why don't I have the discipline? Like say for me and my podcast, I didn't have the discipline to do it. Okay, why didn't I have the discipline to do it? Well, if you don't like doing something, right. it's very hard to be disciplined about exactly. it. Exactly. But then again, on the switch side, okay, this is a part of my business, mm-hmm. right? So since I've had that podcast, I've realized that I was looking at that the wrong way. I really should have looked at that as part of my business every week and, you know, got all, all of them together for two months at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, in hindsight, I did it incorrectly. But I learned, right? That was a wall. I scaled over it. Maybe I'll start another podcast. You've inspired me. Maybe you will. <laughs> so I want to talk for a minute about one of the things I run into a lot um, and have in the past. I'm over it now. Um, but I run into a lot with folks that I, uh, I, I talk to and that I work with, which is the uh, the dreaded imposter syndrome. Oh, God. How much of that do you see? Because to be frank, yeah, even, even now, um, and I say I'm over it, even now, like I'll work my way into a room and then I'll pause and I'll have an oh shit moment where I'm like, wow, uh, how did I get in here and what what in the world am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, when I stood up in commissioner's court last week, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and addressed a county judge. Well, I didn't feel like I should have been there. And then when I look look up, I've got four or five commissioners plus a county judge all looking down on me, like all focused and all giving all of their attention to me. You want to talk about shit, I don't belong here. There I was. And, um, you know, obviously that went away as the conversation went on. But with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with business owners, especially, I find that imposter syndrome and the feeling that I don't belong in this room, I'm scared, is, is very... Uh, it, it, it's very common. It's it's also very detrimental to these guys. Yes. And I didn't get over it until I started talking to other business owners that I perceived as were further ahead in the game than mm-hmm. me. And then they all opened up to me about their failures and they shared their stories. How do you recommend that your students deal with that? Well, I, I completely have been there and I still am there from time to time. Um, and the same exact thing happened to me is when I started talking to other business owners. Mm-hmm. That was a huge pivotal point for me. Right. But one of the other things that really, really changed is that I started to realize as I was talking to more people about my expertise is that I know my shit mm-hmm. and I need to own it. Yes. I need to take ownership in what I know and have confidence in my expertise. And to this day, I will still... Like we, we, um, for, I'm a part of a group called Sobona Sister Gatherings in Dallas and we have a TV show. And every time I got on that set, I was like, Erica, what the hell are you doing here? You (laughs) you don't know what you're, you don't know what to talk about. But I, now I've created a little habit. Whenever I hear that internal dictator talking to me like that, I click and I stop and I say, silly girl, that's not true. You know, and it's just little stuff like that, that I have had to coach myself through Mm -hmm. and that. I really want other people to know that that you are an expert in what you know. Find your voice and say it. Yes. Don't try to say it in somebody else's voice because then you just sound like somebody else. And that's not what people want. People want your authentic self. You're needed. You are so needed. So own your shit. Speak your word in your voice. And talk to other business owners. Oh my goodness, that's a huge one. Yeah, and I think you'll realize from that is that everybody, and I, I come to this a lot, but everybody's fighting the same battles. Yeah. And um, one thing I've found is in opening up to other business owners, um, you know, I like nothing more than somebody coming to me with a question and me being able to reach out and help them find mm-hmm. the answer. Um, 
and I get great joy when they take that answer and they implement yeah. it and they succeed from it. And you've got to remember that the guys that are further along than you, the guys that are further along than me, love nothing more mm -hmm. than reaching back and pulling you along. But if you don't ask, then they'll never pull you. And I didn't realize that, you know, until I'm sat in a room with a lot of these yeah. guys and they start sharing their stories. I'm like, wait a minute, that dude makes nine figures and he was an alcoholic. That dude's got an eight-figure company and he was homeless nine years yeah. ago. You know, and it goes round and round and you, you realize that everybody listening has the same issues. Mm -hmm. And we can all come together and help each other and then you do belong in that room. You absolutely do. And, and what you're doing, Sam, with making so many connections is that you're opening up the gates for people to have these conversations that maybe otherwise wouldn't. Maybe they were in their comfort zone. Well, what I found, uh, Erica, was like... Um, and not to bash at all, but I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce here and I'm a member of the uh, the Realtors Association here. And whilst they have very, very good intentions, what I found within those two um, within those two groups was very much a I'm successful and you're not kind of mindset. Mm. Um, everybody in those groups felt it was important to wear a suit. Everybody felt it was important to grandstand. Everybody felt that they wanted to be the biggest voice in the room. And when I get amongst genuine entrepreneurs, it's the exact opposite. I know. Nobody, nobody is above anybody. They're all there to share their relatable stories and they're all there to share their failures, which is just huge. Mm -hmm. Because when you, when you go into the traditional business group setting, nobody talks about failure. Nobody's failed. Are you no, kidding me? Well, I, I wear a suit and I drive a Lexus. <laughs> uh, the suit's, you know, five years old and the Lexus is leased and you're two payments behind. But it doesn't matter because I look successful. And when you get around genuine entrepreneurs, they're the kindest, nicest people in the world. They're, it's liberating, too, to, to realize that because, and for me, it was particularly around women entrepreneurs. I was very intimidated by them because I'm like, I should be where they are. Why am I, you know, and they're not going to want to talk to me. They're all the way up there. Well, I had somebody that was hugely successful in her business reach out to me and offer to help me a few years ago with an online retreat I did. And it was absolutely amazing. And, and the more I'm same, the same way, the more I talk to people, the more I realize people do want to help me. They do want to help you. Mm -hmm. And But the thing is, is we have to allow that. Oh my we God. We can't let that little voice say, you can't walk into that room because they're better than you. Yes. No, that voice has to turn around and say, walk into that room because they know more than you because they want to help yes, you. Yes, because they will help you. And one thing I find that, that I used to be guilty of many years ago, and uh, one thing I find is that entrepreneurs often want to do everything themselves. They want to carry everything themselves. No one can do this better than me. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it, it won't <laughs> be done right. This is <laughs> you huge. Know, right? If I don't do it, it won't be done right. Well, you've got to get over that. And people are out there that are better than you, mm -hmm. and they will help you improve yourself. And, you know, when you start bringing in hires, if you find employees or hires or partners or whatever you want to call them, if you've got a set of core values defined and you use those core values as the absolute backbone of your hiring process, what will happen is the people you employ to help you will make the same kind of decisions that you would make when it comes to completing a project. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs miss. They say, I want to do this by myself. Mm -hmm. 
I want to carry this by myself. I want to be everything to this company. And it's incredibly detrimental to a company to do that to it. You're literally choking the life out of it. So how do we get around that? Man, I, I mean, for me, I, I totally get what you're saying. I've been there, but delegation is super important. And I realized it was important a few years ago. And so I started retaining earnings little bit by little bit. Mm -hmm. And finally, I got to the point where I could now hire somebody. And so when I hired somebody, then my earnings went whoop. Yeah. You know, because now I was able to focus on my strengths in the business, but they still had those core values and could help me. And I knew that they were, I trusted them that they were yes. going to get it done the way that it needed to be done. Well, what happens and the problem you run into is, <clears throat> let's say we've got three levels of tasks within a business. You've got the $10 an hour tasks that are trainable and repeatable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you've got the $100 an hour tasks that require some skill set and some knowledge and extensive training. And then you've got the $1,000 an hour tasks that maybe the owner with 10 years experience can do best, right? But the same eight hours in a day, if you spend six hours doing $10 an hour tasks, that only leaves you two hours to do the hundred and $1,000 an hour tasks. Whereas what you want to do is using the core values to hire the right people is slowly take those $10 an hour tasks out of the owner's hands to where the owner then is focused on the thousand and the hundred dollar an hour tasks. And then you step up like that. But a lot of people are scared to make that jump because again, they're clinging to this. I can do this better than anybody else. But can you really? But an, that, yeah, good point. But also, um, you know, there was a point in my career, and I don't know if it was because where I wasn't quite sure that this is the direction I want to go, how I told you earlier, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't think I was ready <coughs> to reach out and hire anybody. Right. Like, I didn't think I was ready to lead, and maybe that was that um, that self-defeating voice again. I don't know, but I wasn't ready to, to, to put my toes up on that cliff and, and play that edge. So I think people have to be ready to do that, get out of their comfort zone a little bit. It is out of the comfort zone, but again, that's what coaching uh, will do for you. Oh, that's yeah. what it, that's oh, what it yeah. did for me. Me too. Uh, when my coach is telling me, hey, you need to be making sales calls and you need to be implementing and launching ad campaigns, then I don't need to be doing the $10 an hour stuff that I can pay the guys to do. I mean, I think my lowest guy gets 15, but the, the, I know what you're the, yeah, the figure of speech there. I don't need to be paying those $10 an hour guys um, I don't need to be doing those $10 an hour tests anymore. And when they broke it down and showed me how much money I was leaving on the table by trying to clean up everything, trying to do everything, and not focusing on 100 to $1,000 an hour tasks, um, it was a real eye-opener. And it's, 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 it's liberated me, and it's yeah, liberated it's my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a professional virtual assistant. She handles all my contracting mm -hmm. and all my paperwork. I have a fractional CFO and he handles all of my accounts receivable and all of my payroll. And that frees me up. Um, instead of typing up real estate contracts, which I can absolutely do, right. I have a licensed assistant that does it and mm -hmm. she charges me a, an hourly rate to do it and it's done. Right. And then instead of two hours typing up a contract packet, I've got two hours to put into video or into podcasting like right now or into marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's about having the level of trust in the, the employees that are going to have the same core values as you so you can step away from those tasks and focus far more on the higher paying stuff. Absolutely. I'm with you. I recently just hired um, 
uh, new member uh, concierge for our group to help us with this new launch coming out in, at the end of January. And it's just, it really has been liberating and it leaves me to connect more with the people, the members in the group and make those sales connections. You know, because I know that other things are being done, mm -hmm. you know, that even though we're in the training process, they're still being done. So do you do all your own sales? Do you train your sales guys to do that? How do you? No, I've always done my own sales. Mm -hmm. I've always done my own sales. Um, well, I take that back. <laughs> I had a magazine, an online magazine at one point, and I did hire somebody to do advertising for me at that point. But that wasn't my thing. You have an online magazine. You don't like <laughs> blogging, huh? Damn it. I committed to blogging. I'm, oh, <laughs> man. But, but an online magazine was like hurting cats because you basically it was like you're collecting a bunch of or you know new blogs mm -hmm. and putting them all in this magazine and then giving it to your publisher and saying doing it it was too much and then i was like i just have to sell sell advertising that's not what i wanted to do but yes for me right now as we're building and scaling the pivot program it is very important to me to grow this organically so mm -hmm. i do my own sales um, and also the, my new gal, she helps me with sales as well, but I'm still showing her kind of the process that we're going through. But, um, I love to speak with every single person. Like even if there's 200 of them, I will speak to every single person that goes through a training. Absolutely. And now this will go out before our next, um, before our next event here for the small business owners group, but you are going to be one of two guest speakers at the lunch session on january 27th is that correct yes good that's right all right well, i'll write super that down. excited and you know we we have these workshops and these launches three to four times a year so even if somebody misses the first one we'll have them again later in the year right of course of course so yeah that gets you to uh, to plug your uh, your small business here and uh, modernyinsta.com mm -hmm. is the website all right before we wrap this up miss erica is there anything else you would like to add that you'd like the people listening to know um well we also have my pivotplanner.com. Yes. Mypivotplanner.com. Yes. But um, I think that the, the one thing that I've just really seen a lot of and, and, and that people are needing in 2021 is that connection. Mm -hmm. and, and to know that, that maybe you're not where you think you should be. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you're not you know, making as much money as you think you should. But stay connected. Like you, you have everything inside of you right now that you need to be successful. It's just, you need other people to help pull that out of you. Yes, absolutely. So be authentic, stay connected and be open and willing to change and pivot when you need to. Absolutely. Awesome words from you there, Erica. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, guys, this has been the uh, small business surgeon. Uh, go ahead and check us out and like the page on Facebook and join our group on there for uh, daily discussions with what we've got going on. And lastly, I would super, super, super appreciate if any of you would go and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review over there. That would be really helpful. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you again to Erica for Thanks coming for on the show. Me. We awesome. appreciate you. And uh, guys, you're stay safe and we'll be back with another small business surgeon same time next week thanks for listening this episode of the small business surgeon podcast has been brought to you by the well-hung art gallery professionally mounting since 2020 be sure to listen to us on itunes spotify and wherever else you listen to your silly podcasts take care and have yourselves a wonderful day